Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's happening? Welcome into ACC Tailgate right here on Chris Landry Football. I'm your host, Will Dalton, a.k.a. Wilbur and Gold. That's on all social media. Uh, how's everybody doing? Hope you're having a good week. Uh, I'm personally coming in hot straight from the dinner table. Uh, had a little had a little pork chops, had a little broccoli, had a little... Uh, shredded swiss cheese on top of all that little hot sauce little pepper little little this little that and a protein bar because i just came from the gym before that uh so we're rocking and rolling and we're ready to go on a friday i'm ready i'm ready for the weekend it's currently snowing here a little bit kind of it's actually been kind of mixed all day uh here in high point north carolina where i live um just up the road from Greensboro, where the ACC basketball tournament is going to be held here in a couple of months. Can't wait for that. Uh, obviously announced. I didn't cover it because it's. I mean, it's really not anything we didn't already know. Uh, but they confirmed that the NCAA tournament for basketball will be held completely in Indianapolis. Um, I don't think they've made a call if it's all going to be held in one like arena. Uh, the entire tournament, or if it's going to be held at different spots in Indianapolis. Not 100% sure how that's going to be working, but that's happened since uh, the last week or so. They confirmed that. Um, What else? Oh, something else we're going to start today. I know I've said it a lot, going all the way back to the first show we ever did of, of ACC Tailgate. But I want to start getting more non-ACC-specific stuff into the show just because, you know, like I've said it before, you know, we're all sports fans here, you know, and we're multifaceted as humans. You know, we've all got different interests and things uh, that we're involved in. And, you know, we like the NFL. We like the NBA. We like the NHL, even though I ain't going to be getting into hockey on this show because I'm actually a fairly new hockey fan you know i'm i'm not i'm not educated at all on the sport you know i'm a i guess since i'm wearing it carolina hurricanes fan 
uh, naturally, obviously, since I'm in North Carolina. But uh, nah, like I'm just not really educated on it. And so we ain't gonna be getting into hockey, other than me saying go Canes. That's about it. But uh, yeah, I want to. You know, I, I've talked. The point is, I've talked a lot about wanting to get into non-ACC specific stuff just to kind of give the show a little more variety. Uh, and I don't feel like I've done a very good job of actually implementing that. So we're going to do that today. I want to talk a little bit about some of these uh, wild card games that's going to be starting up tomorrow, uh, NFL playoffs. Um, I'm going to talk a little Trevor Lawrence. going to talk a little bit of uh, teams that I would like to see uh, potentially you know, kind of come out of the gloom and doom, so to speak, as far as ACC football is concerned. You know, teams that, you know, maybe they weren't all that. I don't know why I'm messing with my hair right now. Um, teams that basically did not get it done this year. You know, teams that, as we welcome in our first live viewer, welcome in. Um, you know, just teams that did not make the jump from last year to this year, maybe teams that were solid. Last year and this year, just where'd you go? You know, a la FSU, Pitt. You know, Pitt started out okay, and then it's just like went downhill. UVA, you know, made it to the ACC title game last year, got waxed by Clemson, and then it really never got better from there. Um, FSU, did I say FSU already? Uh, Virginia Tech, downward spiral. They Again, another team that started the year solid. Listen, Virginia Virginia Tech did not do very much well at all this year most of the time. But, damn it, they could run the ball on occasion. Now, that's not going to be as secure as it you know was this year because Khalil Herbert's graduating as of today or yesterday, whenever it was. Well, technically, it was as of the very end of the season. Uh, Hendon Hooker, their quarterback, who kind of – had a weird ending to his season, you know, when they played Clemson and he was having muscle spasms or I don't know. I, I kind of had mixed. Uh, I had mixed reactions to that. Uh, not for me, but as far as far as like reactions from others, like some, I heard he might've had muscle spasms. I heard he might've just been cold. My uncle thought he was just cold and being, you know, you know, just being cold. I, I don't know. It was weird. He had a weird ending to his season. You know, showed some promise at times, but he is, as of uh, today or yesterday, is officially a Tennessee volunteer. Uh, so he's moved on, and, you know, he was a pretty decent running quarterback uh, at times. In fact, he set he, he beat some record that was held by Michael Vick for, like, rushing yards for a quarterback at Virginia Tech. So, he had the ability to do it whenever he did do it. So, uh, yeah, Virginia Tech went down into the tank. Um, Duke, Syracuse, obviously, FSU. I think that's like the third time I've mentioned FSU, but, you know, it's just that much of a – it's the FSU, bad. Um, so, yeah, uh, I want to I, – now, I, I teased on the last show that I wanted to get a list together of – a good handful of teams that I think could potentially be sleepers going into next year. Teams that are in that group of teams that weren't very good this year. And that could be sleepers and could make some noise 
and B, maybe like a Boston College was this year, how they kind of popped a little bit. Uh, just kind of getting the ball. Louisville, that's another team that wasn't all that and, you know, looked to be somewhat solid last year, and then they just didn't show up this year. So I don't have an actual detailed list for you just yet. I haven't gotten that together just yet, but I do have some ideas on the top of my head that I might get out there today, put them out into the universe, just kind of what I'm thinking so far. Um, yeah, so other than that, um, yeah, I mean, these these wild card games I'm very excited about in the NFL. Um, in fact, in the spirit of making this show more diverse and having a little more variety as I was just talking about, uh, you know, as far as outside of the ACC, I'm actually going to start off with something NFL related. And I got to be honest. So we've all seen it. I'm sure by now. Uh, Chase Young for the Washington football team, you know, they, they're going to take on uh, the Buccaneers this weekend. And honestly, I assume that game is on Fox, but wherever, whatever network is putting on that game, I think it's Fox. Could be wrong. I don't think I am, though. Uh, Chase Young has given them a crap ton of free advertising. I mean, a crap ton. They, I mean, they should pay this guy for how he is marketing this Washington Tampa Bay game. I mean, because I've heard I've heard a lot of people talking about why are we acting like this is an actual game? Like this is the winner of the NF, NFC least. Uh, it's the it's that versus a Tom Brady who's motivated and looking to show that he can win something without Bill Belichick, and this is his first playoff game in that position with the Buccaneers. And so there's a lot of people are like, what? a la the marketing that Chase Young has gotten going for this game. And I'll be honest, like it's it's done enough. I mean, it's the game I'm most excited to watch this coming weekend. Like it's the only game that I'm really even thinking about. Like it's the only game that's, top of mind me right now is the the Washington Tampa Bay game I mean obviously there's gonna be other great games out there but that one it really sticks out to me it's intriguing to me because again this whole storyline between Chase Young saying I want Tom I want the goat that you know and then just the back and forth and Bruce Arian saying be careful what you ask for uh and then Chase Young again when asked about it and this is, you know, the, this is a prime example of reporters trying to make something. Like, listen, there's a lot of people out there that are saying, like, oh, well, you know, I wouldn't say that. You know, I, I, I wouldn't have gotten that. I wouldn't have gassed up Tom Brady like that. I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try and get him at, you know, going like that. You know, I wouldn't have said, you know, I want Tom. I want the guy. I wouldn't have said that. Me personally, I loved it. And, like, I get it because, you know, they had just won Washington because he said it as he was coming off of the field, as the as Washington was coming off of the field after the win against the Eagles uh, where they won the division and, you know, gotten into the playoff for the first time in a handful of years now. And he was gassed up. Like, we've all been in those positions where we're coming off of the playing field 
or what or we're coming uh, you know whatever you're playing not even necessarily sports but you're coming off of something that got you gassed up you know adrenaline was pumping you know whether it was a sporting event you won something you closed a deal you got the girl like whatever it is like you left your playing field gassed up and you were feeling it you were feeling yourself rightfully so and you were just you were gassed up and you were just like yeah, man, bring on what's next. You know that. You know this. And that, I want Tom. I want to go. I want what's next. I want another one. What, when we doing this again? Like you were gassed up, and 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 I get and I get it. So, and, and as an ex base college baseball player, you know I get it. Like I, we've all been in those positions where it's just like you're coming off the playing field, and it's just you are feeling it. You're feeling yourself, and and to me. Uh, Chase Young, rightfully, I mean, he ain't no, and he's not, again, we have to remember who said it. Like, this isn't some rookie that, you know, barely played or barely put up any numbers this year, and he's just riding, you know, the Washington football team, and they're going into the playoffs. He didn't do anything to contribute, but they're going to the playoffs, and he's gassed up talking the trash, even though he didn't do anything to contribute, really. Uh, this dude was one of the main cogs of what is, a very, very, very good defense for Washington. No, duh. You know, because Ron Revere, that's what he does. I still hate that he's not with the Panthers anymore. Don't even get me started on that. Um, so, yeah. Chase, and in my opinion, Chase Young is the next Luke Keekley. I, 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 and that's not easy for me to say as a Panther fan. Obviously, Luke Keekley is beloved amongst us Panther fans, and really he's beloved um, amongst most NFL fans because that's how good and classy he is as just a dude. So, but I got it. I see it. Like he's that good. He's that quick. He's that explosive. He's that powerful. So, one, you got to realize who said this. You got to. And you got to understand the nature in which he said it, coming off of a big win where you won the division, and also with a lot of confidence, like any, rightfully so. And I guess the reason I'm harping on this is because, you know, there's a lot of you know media people out there and other people. They're like, "Yo, you shouldn't have said that. You you shouldn't have ripped on Superman's cape, even though Superman has stole Cam Newton. Will always be Cam Newton for me." Um, you know, you shouldn't have tugged on the horns, you know, you shouldn't have poked the bull. I'm like, why not? If you're that confident, go for it. Like, why shouldn't he say it? And, and, and you saw, and, you know, in that, you know, in that nature, reporters were asking like, basically giving him an opportunity to kind of pull back and say, yeah, I was, I was kind of feeling, he's like, no, like, Respectfully, he said, or I don't, I'm not quoting here, but respectfully, he's like, listen, Tom's the goat and I want Tom. Like, I want, I want him. Like, so I just, this, this notion that he shouldn't have said what he said, I loved it. I loved it. It's, it's great competition. It's marketing the hell out of this game for whichever one of the networks, I'm pretty sure Fox is putting this game on. So I just, I loved it. I loved it. And, um, I got to be honest, like, I think Washington could maybe pull it off. I really do, because 
like when you look at again Washington, really, really, really good defense. Um, and I don't have you know the numbers in front of me. I saw it earlier this morning. Tom Brady has not been good this year. Again, don't have the actual numbers, but I do remember what I saw this morning, and it wasn't good. Tom Brady hadn't been good against really good pass rushes this year, against against good pressure. And I don't know if you knew this, Chase Young brings you some pressure. I mean, pressure. I've squeezed the heck out of your pressure. Breathing down your neck pressure. That's what Tom Brady's going to have to go up against. You know, and, and it's great. You know, and, and I'll, say, I'll tell you something else that is so great about this narrative and this storyline about Chase Young versus Tom Brady is that it's actually an offensive player versus a defensive player. And so much in sport, uh, football specifically, you know, we see two great quarterbacks going up against each other, you know, whether it's Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, uh, the list goes on and on. But in reality, those two quarterbacks aren't actually facing off against one another. The quarterback's facing off against the defense. And so that's usually the storylines we hear is this quarterback against this quarterback. And I'm really glad. And and honestly, I think that white me white might be why this whole storyline is heightened because it is literally one side of the line of scrimmage versus the other, defense versus offense, powerhouse off- or defensive player that makes a lot of noise and a big difference versus Tom Brady, offensive quarterback that is the GOAT. So that's another aspect of this that I really, really am hype about is that they're actually facing off on the field against one another, not just metaphorically, team versus team. Um. So yeah, like... But getting back to the actual game and what I think could happen, I think that that num- the numbers that Tom Brady has had that weren't so good against really good pass rushes this year and really a, a lot of pressure defensively, that's a factor for me. And some of these games, I mean, listen, the Buccaneers are kind of sort of getting kind of hot now, but they've been very inconsistent this year. Not they haven't lived up to the hype at all. I mean, they they've been good. They've looked pretty good at times, and then not so good at other times. Uh, but not to mention uh, the end of their schedule was like weak. I'm pretty sure they had they had Carolina once, Atlanta twice, somebody else that wasn't very good. Like they hadn't had a very good end of their season as far as strength of schedule. So that's an you know that's an aspect as well. But, um, yeah, the only thing that would concern me about Washington, and that's why I, I think I'm going to end up calling for an upset. That, that's what I'm feeling in my gut. I think, I don't know, like, I feel, this feels in my gut like it could be an upset. I just... You know, everybody defending Tom Brady, obviously. The Tom Brady apologists and, 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 you know, bandwagon fans of whatever team Tom Brady is on. They're obviously coming out of the woodwork saying, why are we acting like this is a game? Uh, you know, why are we acting like this is actually a potential upset? 
Because it is. Because, again, when you look at those numbers, pressure and, and good pass rushes against Tom Brady this year, like, it's legit. And when you look at how inconsistent they've been at times when they shouldn't be, it's legit. This is a, in my gut, this is a legit upset opportunity. Um, the only thing that's got me a little eh, eh, the only thing is the fact that Washington doesn't know. I mean, I guess they technically, as far as I know, Alex Smith is starting, but I'm concerned about the quarterback spot because, I mean, here's the deal. You can stop Tom, well, you can stop Tom Brady and you can, you know, give him issues, but the Buccaneers are going to score some points. You know, you might be stopping him a good little bit, but he's still, they're still going to score points. And unless you're able to match that offensively, then you're still not going to win. You might give Tom Brady problems, but unless you can get a little something going offensively to hold hold it up and give yourself a good shot, you ain't going to win. And so, and I don't know how healthy Alex Smith actually is because I've heard that Alex Smith and Heineke are you know kind of getting ready to go. The notion is that it's going to be Alex Smith, but even still, like the dude's on one leg. Like, I don't know, just the court. That is the only part of this that makes me, I don't know. Like, can they keep up offensively is the question. So it's going to be a heck of a game. I'm excited. But in my, the quarter, again, the quarterback spot for Washington and, and can they, you know, they might be able to give Tom Brady problems you know, on the defensive side of the ball, but offensively, are they going to be able to do enough to get them to the finish line? That is the question for me. So I'm excited for that one. Uh, What else we got here that I wanted to get to? Oh, so let me go ahead and move on to this since I've actually got uh, the recruiting classes uh, pulled up on my phone for 2021 for the ACC. Um, so I was curious because I have my, I, again, like I said, I don't have an actual put together detailed list just yet uh, of uh, my sleepers for 2021. I'm going to get it together. I do have some ideas kind of on, in the back of my head right now about kind of what I'm thinking. And I can go ahead and tell you this. Um, You know, Pitt did not end up how I thought they would this year. They didn't end up holding up to how they started the year. You know, they were ranked in the back part of the top 25 uh, at the beginning of the year and, you know, ended up getting booted out, losing a lot of games after Pickett went out, their starting quarterback. He came back in. They kind of had a – you know, they didn't have a great – you know, it wasn't wins against any strong teams. You know, they kind of had a had a week last several games, but they did string some wins together at the end of the season and started playing pretty well when Pickett got back in at the quarterback position. He played very well, and he is committed for 2021, which I think is great for Pitt. And I will say off the top of my head, 
I think Pitt could be a problem next year. I don't know how big of a problem. Like, are they going to give Clemson problems? No. Are they going to give Carolina problems? I don't think so. Are they going to give? I don't know what Notre Dame is bringing back. So I, I'm, I'm a little bit reluctant. Again, I'm the type of dude that I don't like to talk about things I don't know. So, like, if you if you asked me, like, I, I just I don't know. I I think I don't like to talk about things I don't know, and that's one thing that's different between me and a lot of other people that produce content or you know talk about whatever. It's like. Just for the sake of having something to say, uh, you know, they'll they'll just kind of talk out of their ass essentially and just talk about stuff they don't know, which makes up makes them look worse to the audience and they lose credibility with the audience because the audience who actually might know a lot about what they're BSing about is like th- this guy. So I'm just gonna tell you straight up, like if you ask me something, you know, this is an ACC show but if you ask me something that i don't know i'm gonna straight up tell you i i just don't know it's not something i've spent a lot of time on um so i that's just that's just kind of how i roll so i don't know what the state of notre dame is gonna be like next year just yet now i do know that there's pretty i don't again i don't know if he's made it official yet but he posted that uh ian book quarterback for uh, notre dame he did post that story on his Instagram, taking a picture of his locker with the peace emoji, basically saying, all right, that's it, see ya. And I don't think he was talking about just this season. I think he's gone because, to me, his stock is never going to be higher. Like, if I'm in his shoes, like, if I'm in his shoes, like, let's say, and in fact, let me put myself in his shoes real quick. Let's go back to when I played college baseball. Uh, obviously, I didn't play the D1 level. I played at the Division three level. But let's say I had a ridiculously good year uh, to the point where I had some pro scouts looking at me, talking to me, reaching out. You know, I would not go back to school. You know, obviously, from a fan's perspective, and I know that because I'm in that role as well, as a Carolina fan, it's like, well, come back. You know, I felt, in fact, well, it's kind of a little bit, the opposite when it comes to Cole Anthony for basketball player for Carolina last year, because the reason I thought he should come back, obviously because I wanted him to come back because he's a good player. But when, when I actually looked, I felt, and, and he's, you know, off to a good start with the magic in the NBA. So maybe I'm wrong on that. He didn't have a great year last year. You know, he had some injuries. He didn't live up to the hype of, you know, he had moments definitely, but he didn't live up to the complete hype of what he could have been. And I thought, honestly, and I felt the same way about Cassius Stanley at Duke basketball. I, I didn't think – I thought he could have benefited from another year of kind of coming back with all the new recruits and the new talent that Carolina brought in this year and kind of build his stock up again and kind of make himself in the lottery conversation. And obviously, he went first round, but I think he could have gone top five, Cole Anthony, if he would have come back and built his stock back up. Obviously, that's the opposite from Ian Book because Ian Book had a career year – uh, and in his mind, his stock may never be higher. And that's not to say he has a lack of confidence in himself, but when you factor in, okay, what if I come back uh, and I get hurt? What if I come back and, 
I think the injuries, the injury part of it is the big one, you know, a la why Michael Carter, uh, Deami Brown, uh, Chaz Surratt, all three star players for Carolina sat out in the orange bowl because they didn't want to risk getting hurt. You know, when they had, in fact, I didn't think about this. It's actually kind of nice how that worked out. That example, those dudes, one uh, Carter leads uh, the ACC in, in rushing yards. Deami Brown leaves, leads the league in receiving yards. And then Chaz Surratt is the best defender or was the best defender on Carolina. Their stock is not going to be any higher unless they go out in the Orange Bowl and absolutely torch it. Then it goes up a bit more. But I don't think they wanted to risk that. And I don't think Ian Book is going to want to risk that uh, just to potentially have one more little notch you know, on his draft stock. I think it's already high enough. He knows that, and he he's ready to go. So I think he's gone. But other than that, I don't know what uh, Notre Dame is bringing back, so I'm not going to talk about them just yet. But back to Pitt, I do think Pickett coming back, regardless of what a lot of you Pitt, you know, disgruntled Pitt fans were complaining about, oh, we're going to be mediocre. Like, he's not the reason you were mediocre at all. He was actually the reason you started turning it around a little bit towards the end of the season. That, and you weren't really playing anybody good, but you started playing better. You definitely didn't go backwards. So Pitt definitely uh, is one of my sleepers just with Pickett coming back alone at the quarterback spot. Don't know what else they're bringing in. In fact, while I got it pulled up, um, let's see what Pitt's ranked with their recruiting. Number five. Pitt's got the number five recruiting class in the ACC coming in. So I got to be honest. Uh, yeah, bringing in a lot of def- about three defensive players. Yeah. Number 24 class in the country Pitt has coming in. Again, number five in the ACC. Yeah, I, I think uh, between that and between um, between Pickett coming back at the quarterback position, I think don't sleep on Pitt next year. Don't do it because they, they could cause they, – they might make a little ruckus uh, next year. Another team off the top of my head, um, this one's more of a gut feeling than it is, you know, because of what they're bringing back. I think Louisville could, I don't want to say be a problem, but I could see Louisville being next year what Boston College was this year, a team that just played solid football. You know, I mean, Boston College, I think Boston College is going to be ranked in the top 25 at some point next year. Um, I mean, it, they just played really good football this year. And that's with a new coach. New, you know, they just, they looked really good and they put, I mean, they put up a heck of a fight against Clemson earlier in the year. So, yeah, I, in my gut, and again, it's other than the fact that, I think Coach Satterfield uh, is a good coach, and I just think they kind of had a stinker of a year, you know, uh, not this past year, now two years ago, Satterfield's first year there. You know, they looked to be heading in the right direction. Obviously, they weren't great, but they were all right. I mean, I definitely saw the potential, and then this year it just didn't carry over. Uh, So just on gut instinct, 
I think I think Louisville, you know, not that they're going to cause problems uh, for, you know, they're not going to be all that. But I think, again, I, I think they could be a version of what Boston College was this year. So that's just pure off of gut instinct. I'm going to get that list together, you, uh, a little more detail for you guys. Um, real quick, since we're a little past the midway point in the show, obviously got to recognize our sponsors because they they keep us going here. Uh, uh, other than the audience, obviously, uh, after the audience, they keep us going here uh, at Chris Landry Football. American betting experts. That's the sponsor of the day. They're one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the U S and they've teamed with us to provide you guys a special gaming offer. All you're going to want to do is you're going to go to our website, chrislandryfootball.com. You're going to click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. You'll pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state, such as bet MGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, and points bet. You'll sign up and you'll instantly receive an account deposit, match, or risk-free bet that could range all the way from $100 to $1,000. It is literally that easy. So again, you go to LandryFootball.com, click on the ad in the upper right side of the page, get on the action with American betting experts. So um, let's see, where do I want to go next? I'm curious... So obviously Trevor Lawrence is declared for the draft. You know, duh. We all knew that was coming. Except a few uh, delusionals out there that thought, you know, because the Jets, which not that that even matters anymore because the Jets lost uh, that pick. They lost the opportunity unless, which it ain't happening, but if by some miracle the Jags decided to say, you know what, that performance by Justin Fields against Clemson, that was enough. Get him which ain't happening. And then, you know, obviously uh, Trevor Lawrence would fall to the Jets at number two, but uh, that ain't happening. You know, you put a whole body, not to say Justin Fields has had a bad career because obviously he hasn't. He wouldn't be the number two behind Trevor Lawrence in the draft if he had, you know, just only a couple good performances. But when you put together Trevor Lawrence's body of work compared to Justin Fields' body of work, it doesn't even compare, even with a ridiculously good performance by Justin Fields against Clemson the uh, last week, still doesn't compare. So Trevor Lawrence is going to go to the Jags, but I don't know. I will say this. I don't know if Justin Fields is going to – like I've seen – and again, you can't put a lot of stock in these things, but I've seen some I've – seen, I've seen some mock drafts where the Jets didn't take Justin Fields. You know they they ended up taking a def, you know a defensive player like they they didn't take Justin Fields with that pick, um. You know I, if you're not gonna get Trevor Lawrence, like there there were some diehard Jet fans talking how talking about how you know if they had to choose between Trevor Lawrence and um, Sam Darnold, who would you choose? And I legitimately heard some diehard, you know, Jet fans saying, "I'd stick with Sam Darnold. I would trade that pick and get pieces to put around Sam Darnold and build around him." Um, you know, that's that. If I was a Jets fan, I'm a Panther fan. We've got the number eight pick now. If by by some miracle, Justin Fields were to fall to eight, 
which I don't think he's going to. He's going to go top three. Um, that would be great. So, you know, we'll see. But, yeah. Uh, if I were a Jets fan, Sam Darnold's good. I think he's been, you know, uh, I think he's been a product of bad environment, bad coaching, bad um, uh, bad team organizational culture. I think he's been a product of that. I don't think, you know, I think there's some players that are good enough to overcome that. I think Trevor Lawrence is one of them. I don't think Sam Darnold's good enough to do it. Um, I, I just, I, I don't. Um, so I'm curious, you know, so point being, if I were a Jets fan, I would 100% choose Trevor Lawrence because he's a generational talent. I mean, he, I mean, there, there's been a lot of conversation, rightfully so, over the last week or so, that Trevor Lawrence might just be the goat of college football. Like, who the hell is Tim Tebow? It's Lawrence now. It's Trevor Lawrence. So, and then honestly, it's hard to blame him when you look at the numbers between Trevor Lawrence and Tim Tebow. It, it, it's an it's an eye raiser. It's like, ooh, he did that in that short of a time. Isn't it kind of weird too? Obviously, Devontae Smith, you know, wide receiver out of Alabama, uh, ended up winning the Heisman. But isn't that crazy that Trevor Lawrence never won a Heisman? That's like to me, that's nuts. Like I know, I, you know that I don't know. That's just that's nuts to me. I I thought so. Going into the and we talked about this on the show. Going into the college football playoff, I thought that. I thought it was going to be Trask who would end up winning the Heisman. I think I thought he had a lot of momentum. Um, I thought after uh, the SEC title game, even though Alabama beat Florida, I thought Trask really looked good. Um, but I also thought after the performance that Trevor Lawrence put up against Notre Dame in the ACC title game that he had actually put himself in an interesting position to where he might snatch the Heisman away. But I got to say, I remember I was telling my dad this the morning after, that performance that Devontae Smith had, considering the performance that Devontae Smith had uh, in the uh, the college football semifinal, and then obviously considering Clemson lost their game to Ohio State, I mean, considering what Devontae Smith did against Notre Dame in the semi, he really made a strong I, – I mean, I, again, I told my dad, I'm like, he made a strong case for Heisman, and then obviously he ended up winning it. So that's just crazy to me that Trevor Lawrence never won a Heisman. Like, it's just nuts. I hope – I hope Sam Howell gets in that conversation for Carolina next year. He, I, I really just think he's that good. I think he's that explosive. Uh, and I got to say, you know, if Carolina continues to – Continues to build like they're on a they're Carolina's on a very nice trajectory, you know. Considering what Matt Brown was able to do last year without his recruits that he brought in this this past year, what he was able to get out of that. I mean, they lost a lot of close games. They lost in overtime, you know, many 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 weekends in a row. They lost overtime matchups to very good teams. By the way, um, put up a fight against Clemson early in the season last year. Um, 
And then considering you bring in now Mac Brown's recruits this past year that we just had, and and just the bar went that much higher. They had one of the most explosives, uh, one of the most explosive offenses in the country, not named uh, not named Alabama or Clemson. And they really didn't even have that good of a defense. Like if you put a defense in that mix. They might be a problem, and I, I think that the performance they had against Texas A and M, uh, I think that was that was a tell. Considering they did it without their star running back, without their star receiver, without their star defender and Chasserat, and they were able to do that and hang with Texas A and M, who just missed being in the top four of the college football playoff. They were able to hang for three quarters, like that was a ball game until the fourth. Carolina's a top 10 team easily going into next year. Easily. You give that team a defense, Mac Brown might be taking this thing national. That's all I'm saying. So, on that note, I think I'm going to wrap it up. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got for today. I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in live. Uh, appreciate you guys watching after. Uh, this is recorded and posted on our Twitch channel here on uh, Chris Landry Football. Uh, and then obviously shout out to our podcast listeners that can't see my beautiful face uh, and my and my uh, my Canes pullover here that I'm rocking. It was cold out. It was snowing. Like I, I told you, I came from the gym. I had my glove, my snow gloves. I was driving. Sl- I mean, it's, it's coming down out there. Still is. So. Uh, but yeah, shout out to the podcast listeners and just again, shout out to everybody. Shout out to American uh, betting experts, our sponsor. Shout out to Chris Landry for putting all this good stuff together. Shout out to all our other shows here on Chris Landry Football. I mean, we got all the Power Five conferences represented, got the NFL, got fantasy. I won my fantasy championship this year. I'll drink some lemon water to that. But other than. I broke my coaster. Uh, but other than that, have a good weekend. Uh, whatever it is you're doing, a lot of you won't be watching your college football teams anymore, but we got, again, that Washington-Tampa Bay uh, wildcard game. I'm excited for it. We got some good NFL football this weekend. We're going to talk about that on Monday. Uh, but till then, have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you Monday, 7 o'clock Eastern time, right here on Chris Landry Football. Damn it, can't hit the... Can't hit the end record button. (sighs) Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.